The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today's guest is Alex Chamberlain. You might know him from Fangraphs, maybe being the baseball writer of the year, or maybe uh, I think it was Fantasy Research Article of the Year, like 20 million times to something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's Alex Chamberlain. What's up, man? Hey, nothing. Nothing's up. What's up with you? <laughs> you know, we got, we got baseball. It, it's it's okay, I guess, you know. Uh, we we kind of like that sport, maybe. Could be worse, yeah. No, no, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started that I feel, I feel, uh, I feel refreshed. I feel like last year I watched very. I, I honestly didn't watch very much baseball, and it just did not, yeah, excite me. And this feels so much more normal and pure, except for. And then I said, except for the part where Degrom and Scherzer both missed their. <laughs> Their starts yesterday because we, you know, of a. We really felt like we were out of it for a second, right? Like it was like okay, 162 games, so predictable. Fine. We didn't even have many scares in spring, you know. So and predictable. Then, oh man. Uh, and then I there's we have guys. What's that? That specific one too, like. Yeah, I know, I know. And then and then just keep we keep hearing news about guys who are like JD Davis saying that he hasn't thought about, hasn't even thought about getting the vaccine. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. haven't thought about this. This has yeah. been going on for. This is the biggest thing that will ever happen in our lives, and you haven't thought about it for a, a year. <laughs> uh, have you gotten your vax yet? I've gotten my first shot. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. I get my second dose on Thursday. Look at you. Which I don't know when this goes live, but the eighth <laughs> Thursday, uh, the tomorrow. 8th. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be fully vaxxed soon. That's awesome. I uh, yeah, this uh, I I got my first on Wednesday. I just kind of lucked into it, um, and uh, I you know my left shoulder, you know, is a little sore for like two days or something like that. I heard that like I got Moderna that on the 28th. I think I have to get my second one. Like I need to take like Nyquil or something like that. Because it would be terrible. I don't know. I don't know. Um, was well, I on mute for part of that? No, no, you're good. Okay, okay. I accidentally yeah. hit my mute button. I have a mute button on this, <laughs> and I, all, I I always hit it when I'm on work calls. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. So my my wife and I got Moderna. I don't know if one of them's supposed to be better for the second shot, but she got knocked out right on her second one. So yeah. I am taking Friday off, and I'm not like being cute about it either like i don't expect i mean maybe i'll be on the couch watching baseball i hope i'll sure. be watching baseball but like i expect to be very miserable on Man. uh on friday so that should be good 
Oh no. Okay, so I'm starting to do the SP roundup um, that I do every single day of the season. Like That's I, I think I missed I missed one in seven years or whatever. So it's genuinely insane. <laughs> so I, I mean I'm writing them now at night. Like I wrote it, it went up on the site at one AM or two AM uh last night. Guys, we're recording this the day after opening day, by the way. Um and <laughs> so I I mean I'm gonna get it Wednesday morning. And I'm hoping I can do the roundup at midnight or something that night. I don't know. It's going to oh, be like the man. worst roundup you'll ever see, guys. Yeah. I'm really sorry. You're like, you're like, uh, Sandy Alcantara is good. He's so good, though. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good. He's so good. And I'm that's like, like the whole, yeah. I mean, I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. Oh, my um, God. I was freaking out. I was going crazy. Yeah. It was a good, it was a weird day yesterday, though, for pitching. Mm. I mean, I, and it like, when I watch baseball, it always makes me think about, too many things, frankly, too many things. But I was like, I, there were so many weather implications yesterday. Yeah. Like definitely. thinking about like Maeda or whatever and throwing in like 30 degree weather and obviously like Bieber throwing in snow. And I was like, damn, like, are, do we have weather splits? I'm sure like Derek Cardi has like done weather splits for like well, the bad projections. I, I remember hearing a lot about, um, about how essentially pitchers benefit in colder weather more so than hitters do. Uh, and it will like i think that has to do with um you can correct me i'm sure but just about like ball travel in cold weather is lessened and and, and hotter it's it travels farther or oh uh, yeah i guess from like a ball and play standpoint yeah yeah um but i was I thinking think, like yeah. just like your body like well, right. <laughs> like freezing like, cold I remember, I remember throwing in like 30 degree weather all the time in boston and it was terrible for me. I like, um, I remember actually like Syndergaard saying that the, um, the baseball was like an ice cube when it was like the oh, new man. ball before, but that's actually how it felt in, like 30 degree weather. It's like, you can't, yeah. I couldn't throw my, like a splitter because I, I knew that I would just kill my fingers doing it. And I, it does affect people differently. Like some guys are immune to it. Some aren't. And right. generally say like, Oh, pitchers benefit or batters benefit. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's a nuanced thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I we never had that cold of weather in California, but I I do know as on the hitting side of things, like if it was cold and you got like sawed off, it oh stung. Oh it stung God. really bad. So like it probably goes both ways to some yeah. to some extent. Um, At least we know the yeah. cold sucks, right? It's just it's the worst. Yeah, Get out of here, cold. That's which why is like Hawaii, right? Yeah, which <laughs> makes me think like, how much do I discount what happened yesterday? You know. Hendricks yeah. throwing like you know Hendricks allowing three walks for the first time in like two or three years or whatever you know just all this kind of like weird stuff oh, that was you. happening. Oh, I'm so proud. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> no bleeps there. Um, <laughs> and you know just like just got my no we don't have to talk about it here. Just like is my brain's churning. You know I'm already in mid season form in terms of like there we go. you know thinking about baseball. It feels good. I just never I never made it to that place last year. Absolutely. Yeah, and like the excitement too. There's um. Like watching Glasnow and Alcantara yesterday was, I think, for me, the most enjoyable game. Yeah. Uh, because on yeah. both sides, they're both doing just, just such amazing things. Where like Aguilar's smiling because he sees like I know Glasnow I saw that ninety-one mile per hour sliders. He's yeah. like, what am I supposed very to do? Very first pitch of the, the very first pitch of his at bat. Yeah, that was good. That was funny. He just only could laugh. Right. Yeah, I mean, watching Glasnow spot splitters or splitters. I'm sorry, sliders was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I've had my doubts. You know, I'm I'm not. Yeah. A lot of times, I'm still just like, does he have command? And then I see something like yesterday, and it's like, when he's on, I mean, he's 
It's unbelievable. I, I'm not going to put a number on it, but he's, you know, he's going to make a case for himself in terms of early selections next year if he keeps doing that. Right. Yeah, it's uh, obviously the question is, like, how long is he going to go in games? And even yesterday, it was 76 pitches and pulled, but it's the first start. You don't know all that stuff. But anyway, this podcast is not going to be fantasy oh, yeah. advice. No baseball. Stuff. No, <laughs> we could, like, loosely talk about it. But, you know, it's, yeah, we're not going to go into that. But um, I want to learn more about you, Chamberlain. Um, I had the, the pleasure of meeting you, I think, back at Tout Wars in 2018? 19. Keep going higher pitch. 19? Okay. It was like the serious fishbowl. Uh, is that right? Because I remember actually meeting your wife like right before yeah. I met you or something like that. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, um, yeah. Were Were you at the Were you at the draft? The serious uh, XM draft. I hung out at the draft. Oh my god! I didn't. I actually yeah. was because I was facing away from the window. I think so. I didn't. Mm. I didn't even like look at my wife that whole time. Um, yeah, that was intense. <laughs> that was that was a super cool experience. But uh, yeah, we met at. Um, I think we formally met at. Uh, Foley's? The Foley's, thank you, the bar. <laughs> that doesn't no exist worries. anymore. Um, which is a bummer. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's crazy how far we've come in two years because back then you were like, I was like, yeah, I want to do this thing called the pitch leaderboard. And you're like, yeah, I can't pay anyone. <laughs> and now look at us now. We both do things that we thought we couldn't do. Yeah, there we go, right? <laughs> make a pitch leaderboard and pay people. So. <laughs> oh, man. No, that pitch leaderboard is fantastic. I do want to go into that a, a little bit later. Um, but uh, I want to I want to first focus kind of on your story in this industry. It doesn't you know it just doesn't happen overnight that you get all these FSWA awards and um, do tout wars and all this kind of stuff. Um, so first of all, I mean you're in Hawaii now. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Orange County. So I. This is anyone who knows me personally is so annoyed by the fact that I always talk about this, and I honestly do it just to make them mad at this point. But I sat next to Freddie Freeman in Spanish too. Wonderful. So that's my that's my good baseball story. Is that there you go? He he sat. Ne- he was a junior. I was a freshman. Um, and uh, yeah, he like he. I, I got to go back through my papers because he definitely like graded some papers of mine. So I got somewhere on there. I've got like corrected by Freddie Freeman. I've got like a Freddie <laughs> Freeman autograph on a Spanish two paper somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, he like looked at me one day. He's like, "I'm out of here, man." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna need this." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you're probably right." Um, ironically, he probably needs it more than any other class he yeah, took in high school, go. given the his the you know given his teammates. Um, so that's ironic <laughs> in and of itself. But yeah, so I, I went to school, with Freddie. Um, played against Garrett Cole uh, in playoffs. He came in in the seventh inning in a two-one lead and just blew like nine straight hundred mile per hour fastballs past our oh God. past our guys, and we were just helpless. So um, yeah, played. Uh, you know, I grew up playing catcher mostly. Got moved off of catcher when we didn't have any center fielders. Uh, played center field. Center field was my favorite. Um, I, I was like, as a good catcher, though, you'd be like good support for everybody, good morale boosting. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I do that in real life. Like, I don't know if I boost anyone's morale. <laughs> Can't even boost my own morale. Um, I was the one kid who like loved to get dirty, so I was the only one willing to like block pitches. Sure. So I th- I don't know if I was like as good of a catcher as I was. Um, well, I guess I guess it made me in theory a good catcher because I was like willing to like just give up my body to like block anything but in terms of like actually calling a game or like framing or or anything else that matters like i don't know if i was any good um but you know in high school like 
you just all you need is like one kid to want to do that and he can do it but um yeah so i played catcher and then i moved to center field and i was definitely a better center fielder i think i was i, I love playing center field and after uh college which was also in southern california i moved to oregon and i went to grad school and uh in 2015 that was like the the so fangraphs just had a, a huge hiring wave as we or maybe you maybe you did see maybe you didn't see we had a oh, big yeah. hiring wave and six years prior in 2015 they had a similar hiring wave where they hired like craig edwards and chris mitchell and sean dolinar and and all these people who have like really helped make fangraphs more of what it is today and i applied thinking that i might be any good which honestly i don't think i was and that's fine um dave appleman and um dave cameron were like we like what you're doing, but it just seems more like fantasy, hmm. um, fantasy stuff. I was like, that's fine. Honestly, that's, I probably would like to do that more. Although, you know, being a salaried, like full-time baseball writer would have been really cool. So, yeah, sure. um, they're like, yeah, here's, Eno. talk to, Eno. we'll get you started on fantasy. Uh, and I was like, cool. And that's just kind of how it started. I mean, before that, I, uh, I wrote for my own blog for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, I, that's something I tell people all the time. Like if, you know, I, um, you, you can't just expect to be like hired, um, based on a Twitter presence or based on your, uh, I guess like your, your outcomes or your, uh, you know, your, 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 your fantasy league victories, you know, like no, sure. everyone can win a fantasy league. I thought you were just calling their resume, their outcomes, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm way too ingrained in here. baseball. So I'm looking at your outcomes here. <laughs> Your, your CV, your outcomes. Um, so, uh, right. So like I, you know, I, I, you know, you, anyone can win a baseball league. Um, anyone can, can be, uh, prominent on Twitter. And like, one of the things I told people is like, you need to like really also practice writing. I think, I mean, unless you want to do a podcast or whatever, but, um, so I, I wrote a blog that got like four views per post, like legitimately, like I was just doing that for myself, um, just to practice. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it was really good practice and I actually had something to show, um, like Dave, the Daves and, Eno when I got hired, um, in addition to like a paper that I wrote in graduate school that was like looking at racial bias in, in like salary contracts, which was like one of my big, like econometric projects that was not good either. I didn't get any <laughs> results, but that's, that doesn't mean that there's not racial bias, but it, it also might mean that there's not racial bias so there's nothing wrong with not getting results but anyway um yeah so like writing for myself was a really big thing and um it was just like a good way to good way to practice good way to get my thoughts down good way to like just try different things and to have any kind of idea of if i'm any good at this or not um you know i went back and read some of the stuff and it's not very good but like i think i would have rather written terrible stuff for a blog that no one read and had that practice instead of like practicing in public on the fly at Fangraphs. Like that would have been worse. <laughs> you know, I would, I would have rather have done that privately and not have anyone read it. Um, and uh, yeah, it worked out. So I, I think like, that's my recommendation is to like, if you, if you want to write somewhere, it's just more than, it's more than followers and, and victories. Those are all things we can get, but practicing so, writing and, and your voice is like really critical so if no one knew alex chamberlain you could probably tell right now that he is a writer because i asked you where you grew up <laughs> and then i 
and then that whole thing happened dude i my my i love my, it so much my I, my short-term memory is so bad these days i'm a i'm a I have a seven month old now, so I'm a father, but my brain is just mush. Oh yeah. And like I, at work, like I'm like constantly asking people to remind me what we're talking about. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. I grew is, up I in Southern thing, California. Yeah. There you, period. Okay, Southern that's California. it. There it is. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's my answer. Way better that you went on. I mean, I just <laughs> fast all the time, you know, and this is my mind works in a similar way of like, there's this one thing. Okay. That will lead to this thing. So let's talk about that thing. And then let's keep going. Um, There are a lot of beats there that I do want to hit. But first, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show so you went to uh, see bad shorts of memory here too, Oregon. You said right uh, the mm-hmm. Ducks. Uh, uh, I as, went to you show your cat here. Yeah, I went to Portland State, okay. um, which is not the Ducks. It's uh, uh, the Beavers or something. That's Oregon State. Oregon State. Cool, cool. I don't even know <laughs> my own. It's like you know, it's a commuter school. Um, okay. Our biggest, our biggest graduate um well, i mean i'm He's sure we Alex have like chamberlain yeah yeah god I, i'm sure we have like famous alumni but our biggest like sports alum is julius thomas um uh, the tight end the, oh, yeah yeah the jack i think he's a tight Come end for on. jacksonville Jesus. Um, right i mean hey i liked him but um but like you know <laughs> really like just not a school known for like anything ever mm-hmm. um so uh right so i right i went to graduate school at portland state and that's like in the heart of downtown portland gotcha. um, okay what'd you study there economics so i i did economics in undergrad with a journalism double um and then i did kind of like it's just like regular economics but it had uh like an environmental natural resource slant to it and like my real job <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it um and then my real job involves those things also so okay great and and what and what is your real job then uh it's boring to describe (laughs) but um we are i guess like a consulting firm um we prime the 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 side of the work that we do all sorts of things but in the kind of like the area that i work in we are uh what you might call a third-party evaluator for utilities and so, like, utilities in every state uh, run, like, energy efficiency programs uh, in Mass. Are you in Massachusetts? Are you in New York right now? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> how, how dare you consider me Massachusetts? Well, anyway, you said you grew up in Boston. Um, no, Boston I did has, not. Like- I, went to, I went to college in Boston. That's oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. Um, so, you went to college in Boston. Boston has, like, or Massachusetts has, like, a, an energy 
efficiency portfolio called Mass Saves. Um, uh, New York has like uh, some NYSERDA thing. I don't know. We, I'm, I'm way too in the weeds on energy stuff. Gotcha. Uh, but we, we um, right. So utilities have like energy saving programs where they like offer um, rebates on, um, you know, like appliances or certain services. They do that for homes and businesses and um, for like regulatory purposes, they need like a third party thing to evaluate those programs and, and, and confirm that they're actually like saving energy and sure. are cost effective. Like and an like, inspector and uh, someone to kind of verify it for you. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of verification work. It's exactly what we call it. So um, I do like cost benefit analyses. I do all sorts of verification things. I do economic impact studies. Um, so I, uh, in theory do, I probably, I probably, I shouldn't say this. No one from my job is going to hear this. I probably work harder doing baseball things than at my real job. Sure. Not that my real job isn't rigorous, but like I'm not ever doing like statistical modeling these days mm-hmm. at work. So, right. Um, right. Which is kind I mean, of nice. I, I can keep that that's, compartmentalized. That's often the case though. That, that That's like when people in their hobbies and their job, it's, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't even want to call it hobby for you when it comes to baseball writing because you're incredible at it oh, and you're prolific geez. at it and you do make money on it too. Um, and you know, I feel weird saying that, but it's you know, I think jobs recognize at least they should that this isn't their favorite thing to do all the time and isn't where their mind always is, uh, and that's okay to do. So that's probably for a lot of us. Do you exactly. are you doing this full time now? <laughs> Uh, sure. Let's just say that. Um, so, so no. <laughs> I, well, yes and no. No, no. Okay. I mean, it seems like you're, yeah. it seems like you, yeah. I mean, I, I knew at one point that it wasn't, but at this point you're, you're, it seems like you're only doing this. It seems constant. It seems like you're right. not sleeping. Um, and you're well, only doing uh, baseball. See, that's the, um, that's the impression I want to give Alex. <laughs> You know, that everyone just doesn't, you know, they feel cautious asking me things and favors and they are okay with me saying no and all that kind of stuff. you, boundaries. Good for you. Yeah, of course. Um, No, I, no, I do have another job on the side uh, that I mean, essentially, actually, that's really my full time. Um, I'm technically like on call with and helping them out all the time. Um, But I, but my focus, you know, I'm essentially like through the day, I, I do a lot of, I, I do mostly pictureless stuff, you know, but I mean, that's, I spend a lot of my evenings too, you know, mm-hmm. um, if there is a balance involved with it. And I think in season, it's actually easier for me than it is off season. I don't, I don't know if it is for you too, but like, it's more of a routine and a schedule and this is what you're doing here and there. And you have like the pockets that, you know, you're going to have yeah. instead of like the loose, like, okay, by this time in like a month and you. I'm I'm curious about this actually with you. Uh, like, what is your schedule when it comes to writing an article? Are you like a man of bursts? Are you a man of consistency? Like, what is your process with that? I'm not consistent. Very inconsistent, <laughs> frankly. When I when I first started, I was, you know, asked me to write twice a week, which I did. Um, so I wrote like a hundred posts in that first year. And if you go to Fangraphs now, it's been yes, Bian. Sorry. It's been like five years since then. I've written 200 more posts. So I'm writing like less wow. than one post a week since then. So um, it's for me, it, it became more of like, um, well, one, I'm too busy, uh, you know, working 
Right. Um, and so, and some people have the, some people are fortunate to, um, you know, maybe be part time in doing fantasy. Some people are like Eno, and they literally just do fantasy. Well, he's a he's a journalist too. I shouldn't say he's only doing fantasy. That's not true anymore. But, um, you know, it, just everyone's schedules are different. And um, now I'm going to go on a tangent and say like people think the grind is super important. I and I think I I transitioned from that mindset basically in after my first year and said like, I want to focus more on quality than quantity. And there's nothing wrong with quantity. Um, and especially if your quantity can be high quality, um, for me, it's not true. Like I, I have to like, I, I, I just, I overthink everything in my life. So that includes baseball. And so I just end up, I wind up like marinating on things for way too long. And so my process is usually just like put a bunch of stuff on my whiteboard, uh, forget about it for a long time. Come back to it one day and be like, "Oh yeah, I meant to write about that four months ago." Let's uh, let's let's dive back into that. Um, a lot of the times, though, it's really just like I'm suddenly inspired and I have to do this right now. Mm-hmm. I have to do this right now, or else I'm going to explode. And so yeah, I will sure. just I'll sit down and I'll research it and I'll write it. Um, so that's that's honestly the mo- how it happens most frequently these days. And I don't have a lot of time for that because of my daughter frankly like i, I think yeah. i've maybe written a couple of posts since the start of the year and this preseason was hard i and just to, to to attest to what you said like i think in season is so much easier i think i was talking to Eno uh during one of our drafts and i just feel like there's a lot going on now in the off season just like and not in a bad way but like there's tgfbi and there's raz slam now and there's uh potapalooza that goes with TGFBI and there's PitchCon and there's uh, first pitch Florida and there's all of the expert drafts and there, everyone's drafting constantly. And I, and it's like, it's intense. I, yeah. I can't like, I have the fewest leagues I've been in, in, in several years this year because I just couldn't keep up. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just, um, yeah, it's, it's like, Anyway, the short answer is I agree. I agree. The 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 in season management of of my time and uh, and everything else is just is much more consistent instead of being like, it's March. Let's do everything right now. Yeah, I uh, I had a whole uh, calendar made for myself in March of all the things I was going to do, and unfortunately, I just couldn't. I, you yeah. know, I had like I was supposed to put out a sleeper article and a bus article and. Um, you know, and a couple other things too. And I felt bad because I mean, first of all, the graphics team made a really nice graphic for it. And I needed to go like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just, I couldn't do it. Um, it, it's, I, I'm a little bit like you where it's well, actually, I would say a lot in this way of it's about bursts and not about just, Oh, okay. I'm writing now and do that. Any, I think anyone that is a writer will ex- understands the ebbs and flows of it. Um, there are certain days when it's just, I mean, like a lot of these articles that I, I don't know, it's pretty funny to like say like in X amount of words, I talk about this. I think that's just a funny statement to make. So I make it a lot on Twitter. Uh, and it, like those words, I don't know. Sometimes I write like a 4,000 word thing in like an hour and a half because it's literally just straight, you know, um, exhaust from me. Right. Uh, and then other times I can't write a thousand words and it takes me like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just, you don't want to do it. You just can't. Yeah. There's something like holding it up. Um, and I do find it helpful that I don't know if you do this. I'm actually curious about the actual process for you, mm-hmm. of, like at the computer and stuff. For me, 
back in the day when I used to do, um, I think I did two a week for rotographs for in 2017 and 2018 mm-hmm. a bit. I would, uh, on the days I was posting, I would come up with the article, the idea of it, who I wanted to talk about, go off to my kitchen. And I live in a two bedroom here. Um, I live actually, it's, it's just me now, but back in the day I would have like a roommate who would be out at work. So I could just pace in my kitchen and just speak it out loud. Just say exactly what I was going to do and talk out the entire article until I knew every step of it. Then I'd go in and just let it loose for like 45 minutes to an hour. And that was it. That was my whole process. Um, and I'm kind of curious, you know, first of all, I mean, what do you have here? Is it just a laptop? Do you have music going, monitors? What is it here? Um, it's not nothing fancy. I mean, I, I, I saw a picture of your setup when you posted your opening day yeah. shot. And I was like, that's, that's intense. That's super cool. Uh, I've got monitors. Oh yeah. I've got, so I've got my, this is all for work though, but I've got my monitor here mm-hmm. and actually my, my laptop's docked. So I've just got my laptop here. Sure, so yeah. it's technically two monitors. I'd prefer to have this laptop monitor be full size. Um, mm-hmm. I've got my standing desk from Costco oh, nice. that I'm on. <laughs> um, I've got, my iHome here that once played music and I haven't listened to music like basically <laughs> ever since Remy was born, um, which is a bummer. I love, love music. Music can be distracting or very helpful. And I, I don't, I think there's, I think there's, it can be distracting when I'm, when I'm in a little bit of a rut. When I, um, when I write, I, um, I just write the way I've always done, which is just very haphazardly. Um, I think uh, a lot of times I can tell when I've written something bad the next day and I go back and read them like, yeah, I definitely should have edited that. But typically I, I write something and I just get it down on paper, digital paper first. Uh, and then I will go back and read it. And, and one, just obviously edit it for spelling and grammar, but then two, like, reorganize it, make sure that I'm not using the same words over and over. Cause I sound like I'm, a maniac when that happens. And, um, you know, a lot of the time I'm, I'm okay with it just going up as is. I think, um, there's like kind of like a little bit of a wild west mentality at rotographs when it's just, you know, it's not like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a blog feeling to it still, you know, it's not like yeah. uh, proper journalism. So there's, it's okay to have a little bit of, uh, kind of, a I don't want to call it lax. I don't want to, I don't want to say that we're being lazy about it, but you know, there's just a little more of a relaxed um, kind of personality to the posts that wrote. Um, Wild West. Are you talking about like trying to get a, an article out about a specific person before someone else? <laughs> it, it can be, but just like in terms of like editing and, and scheduling, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. we're like, uh, I'm I, just going to take this time slot right now. I had, <laughs> I think in 2018, I had an article on Jordan Zimmerman and this is like, Keep in mind, now it's like you want to talk about Jordan Zimmerman. We still felt that way in 2018. And I had one ready to go, assuming no one was going to write it. And I didn't see inside the Slack channel that someone already claimed it. And they hadn't written in like months or whatever. And they just like an hour before it was about to go out. They said, hey, I'm writing about Jordan Zimmerman. I'm like, ah. (laughs) You know, like, seriously. And uh, I I messed up there. But like it was a different thing. But it's... And that way, it felt like the Wild West. And also, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I had to edit my own stuff, too. And I certainly learned my lesson once or twice, accidentally speeding through that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, every, I mean, at the same time, sport does go through a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. something told me, but like, hey, uh, I had to edit this stuff. I'm like, ah, thanks, buddy. You got my back, you know? Yeah. It's always the more tag. Remember the more tag makes. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I always forget the more tag. (laughs) (laughs) Paul's like, you forgot the more tag. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, yeah, so I, I write it and then I rewrite it. And, um, you know, a lot of times I'm just happy with it as it is. Sometimes I can, sometimes it, it, it comes out really fluidly and I know that it's fine. And sometimes I'm writing it. And I'm like, this is so clumsy. <laughs> um, and I, and I just know that I have to go back and read it. You know, sometimes sure. there are some, there are times where I can't even get started. Like it's, I'm so blocked up. And so I'll actually like write it, like mm-hmm. write down on pad like, you know, pe- with pen and paper, just I, the ideas that I'm having and I'll be like, okay, this should, be before this part and like really like just very um, just like a very like brute force kind of old school way of, of of organizing things i guess and it just depends like like you said it's just there are some days where it comes really naturally and cleanly and and you just your your thoughts are just very organized but like like i said for me these days my thoughts are never that organized and like i m- one of the more recent pieces that i wrote was on kyle Hendricks, and that was actually at the main the main site on Fangraphs, and I nice. and I almost didn't write it. Like I, I wrote the whole thing, um, and I spent two weeks editing it. because uh, I, I was so unhappy with it. I, I wanted it to be about one pitch. Uh, I couldn't write about one pitch without writing about all the other pitches. I mm-hmm. wrote about all the other pitches after having written about just one. It didn't make sense. None of it flowed. It wasn't organized. I took it all apart, reorganized it still didn't make sense. Rewrote the whole thing. You know, like I, that was the process over like two weeks and I finally got it out and, and it was, you know, very well received. I'm glad that everyone really enjoyed reading it. Whoever whoever read it, (laughs) but like, you know, my wife could tease me right now and be like, yeah, you said you were going to pump this out in like an hour and you spent like eight hours over the course of two weeks. Like, agonizing over this and that's just how it goes sometimes like i you know i just you want everything to be good um sometimes it just like it just flows and it is good and and a lot of times it's just it's not and you have to sit you have to sit down with it and if you're not willing to sit down with it and like really try to like uh you know just kind of reorganize it and get into and get into the shape you want it to be and it just it can really make or break a piece you know even if it's something that you just write every week uh even if it's like one of your weekly columns like you can still have dazzling weekly columns compared to like duds you know the oh, next yeah. week it just it just yeah, yeah. I, so everyone's process is different you you paste the kitchen i i write it all on on a notepad literally in the notepad file uh notepad program <laughs> um oh, as fast it, yeah. as i can before i forget everything right. uh, and then come back to it yeah i um i think my third album is gonna be called paste the kitchen <laughs> uh, now that you mentioned that definitely uh no i think one I mean, one thing i do want to touch on is um that i haven't really talked about in previous podcasts that i think uh, i i kind of want to go down this uh in this one is actual like writing itself there are a lot of little things that you can do to improve you know there are a lot of uh, people in this industry i feel um well i let me say it this way is I, there are multiple ways to attack the industry. Um, it can be from the quant side. Um, it can be from the just the overall analysis side. It can also be from the actual writing ability side. Uh, and I think all of them should be relevant. Like, I mean, I will be the first to tell you that I, of those, I certainly neglect the quant side. And when I say quant, I mean like actual, like you do statistic modeling. Like, I don't do that really. Um, I can grasp it. I can say like, hey, I think this is going to be effective. What is good? What is bad? 
But when it goes down, when it talks about like rabbit holes, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to get help from other people to help me with it instead of going there myself. But the actual ability of writing, um, I think, is something that we really have to focus on a bit because I when it, when it, you can say like the, you can have the smartest thoughts and the best analysis, but if you're writing something that it, it you know I, I, we don't that you don't want to take in in the first place. It's going to completely hamper uh, people's enjoyment of it and entertainment of it, and they're not going to really buy into it. Even if though you're completely right, it doesn't matter if it's not well written. And uh, one thing said I really liked was, I want to make sure I don't use the same words over and over again. I cannot emphasize that enough. You know, if I see like the same, like I say, concerned twice in three sentences, nope, gotta change it. Worried, I don't know something else. I can't do that one again, right? Um, right click synonyms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, do that I, all the time. Oh, that you're that's totally fine. Yeah. We joke about it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like pop music in that way. Like we say, oh, this is kind of like oh, it's you know, it's just pop music, whatever. I don't care, it's catchy as hell. Like <laughs> it's really good and we enjoy it. And um at the end of the day, you're not gonna be upset that someone used a different word. It's gonna be helpful and ease the flow of reading it. Um, instead of feeling like uh, your brain is going to say, hey, I just saw that word. And now you're forgetting what you're reading. It's it's an annoying thing that, that our brains do. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, on that topic, do you have other things that you find yourself saying, okay, uh, Alex, do not do that. Like have this kind of flow, have this kind of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, every every post is different. You know, like I, I, some some posts warrant a certain structure, some don't. I feel like I, I do a lot of um, – in proper journalism, I'd be burying the lead, which is a term for like – you know, in if you're, if you're writing like a proper newspaper article, you want to get to the meat of the story like as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, I like to bury that because I like to create like some suspense. Like yep, this is like something that I was doing that made me think about this thing that like brought me to like this weird tangent that I'm going to tell you about this random – guy that i think is super interesting and you like you know it becomes more like narrative based um but they're not always like that you know sometimes like it's just like it's research and you just be like this is what i did and here are the results it really just depends on the kind of the the piece itself i think like definitely try not to say the same words too much um i i think one of my key things and something that i've always focused on and tried to uh try to kind of elevate when I'm, when I'm writing in this, it totally depends on the audience. Like certain, certain places are dedicated to certain kinds of analysis and, and have certain types of audiences. I think fan graphs and picture lists for that matter have like, they're, they're better educated in terms of like baseball sabermetric concepts, right. but I still, no matter what, even though I know that people who are reading rotographs are probably, more quantitatively inclined and more receptive to sabermetric concepts. I still try to write as if my wife were to read it. And like, Mm -hmm. if she was going to try to learn and understand what, what I'm talking about, which she doesn't and won't, but still, still try to like apply those concepts and be like, um, you know, spelling out, uh, acronyms, 
every like, at least on the first reference like batting average on balls in play and then abbreviating it so like sure, if there's yeah. someone who doesn't know what that is and is reading it for the first time they can go i mean they could still google it no matter what but just like just it, you know if just taking a couple of seconds to to kind of elucidate certain concepts um and uh, as an introductory uh, kind of like to introduce concepts for people who might be experiencing it for the first time because i came from a place where I learned all of these things myself too. We all had to in some capacity, but I just remember like when I first started writing in 2014, I felt really alienated by not understanding a lot of these concepts, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and having to research and and learn about them myself. So I, it was always like, I want my work to be as accessible as possible, especially because I know that some things that I write about will be possibly very inaccessible from like a, a quantitative standpoint. So like, it's always just been a focus for me to, to try to explain it. Like I'm five as they, as Michael Scott (laughs) said in the office. Um, Yeah, exactly. And like Jeff Sullivan, it does that really well of, I mean, this is something I, I, I stole from him is he's a master of the simple sentences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saying like, you know, he had a 20% swing strike rate. Uh, this is really good. You know, yeah. like he would say something like that. And I, I saw that I'd go, yes, that's great. Now you've taken this arbitrary thing and you've instantly just said, Hey, by the way, he's doing a really good thing. I just showed you why you might understand why, but just, just so you know, it's really good. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. His, his voice was really unique and yeah, it was, it was like, it wasn't Hemingway, <laughs> you know, there's like a little bit of Hemingway and how like straightforward it was but not like at all in the tone but yeah like you don't have to um that's another thing is you don't have to you don't have to use big words or you don't have to impress anyone like i i rely too much on adverbs and that's just kind of like out of an ironic sense of exaggeration like i just like being dramatic when i'm writing sometimes like this is that's incredibly dramatic (laughs) this is this is an extremely (laughs) bad thing that he's doing like you know i'll I'll do that kind of stuff but at the same time like yeah i mean it doesn't you know you want you don't need to write big flowery complex uh dense sentences like i i that's something that i try to battle too is like i i can try to fit too many thoughts into one sentence and i can try to like bog things down it's really just like streamlining it like just Mm -hmm. come back turn that three part sentence into just three different sentences like you don't need to have like 18 commas there like just break it up you know that's and that's why rereading it's really good and i think if you're not willing to like sit down and 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 reread your piece um not just reread it but read it out loud you'll find yourself like um uh, oh man, I wish I have it. But they, I think there's a thing that actually Amazon sends to their to their employees or a, a specific branch because they have everything, of course, about how to construct a proper paragraph. And it's about having a flow of just your sentence length. Here is the <laughs> short sentence. Here's a shorter one. But now we're going to do something else that develops that one, and now it has a nice melody to it. There's a there's a really famous. Uh, I don't know if it's famous, but there's like a there's a, a writing lesson that's written as a paragraph that basically does. That. And I forget whose that's it is, probably but it's what like, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's very, it's perfect. It's like, it's like, this is a short sentence and this is a longer sentence. And this next sentence is a little longer, but it adds some cadence to it. But yeah. this next sentence is short and now we're getting into a rhythm. And like the way that it's written is like so perfect. There's like the perfect number of like syllables in every sentence. And it's like, and it's like this perfect lesson on, 
on on how to like keep things fresh for the reader because if you're writing every sentence the same way it feels boring it's like yep. writing <laughs> yeah. is writing's hard like i i have uh you know i i was a i was a journalist in theory um in in undergrad i'm really grateful for having all of that writing experience writing is not something you can just sit down and do like it takes practice and that's why i always like i said i tell people that when they asked me how I started. I said, I wrote a blog and like, I had to practice. I didn't just, I didn't just sit down and start writing at Rotographs because that would have sucked. I would have probably quit. You know, I, I would have, I, I'm not a quitter. I'm a quitter. I'm a quitter. <laughs> um, but I no. but I, you know, I think I would have gotten pretty discouraged if I like wrote like that and, and definitely would have gotten negative feedback, you know, more negative feedback sure. than I might've gotten. Um, well, I mean, and you said before, there's like, there's, there are two aspects of it. Um, there's the grind and then there's the quality over quantity. And you have to, you kind of have to earn that. You know, you have to go through the grind at some point just to showcase that you, first of all, have the work ethic to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and showcase that, yes, you actually are passionate about it. It's like in anything. You know, if you ever want to do something, it's, it's a hard road. There's a reason why not everyone does it because it's not easy to do, it's hard. Um, but you can break past that with consistency. And that grind is very, very important. And it starts with, okay, I'm not just writing for the sake of writing. I'm writing with the intent of getting better at it. And then having reflection of that writing, um, s- identifying from others the things that you like, um, and then working at it. Eventually, then it's a great, I'm at a point now that I've done my hours, I've paid my dues. I can now focus and make that a quality thing. And that's honestly... You know, yes, there's the grind part, but when people are saying, man, I'm only getting four views or something, you should recognize I'm not expecting to get anything now. This is all the practice so that when I do put out the quality is of quality. And that's when you start getting actual attention. So uh, I absolutely agree with that. And yeah, get a medium. If you're curious what blog, get a medium. It's it's well-structured. It looks nice. It's free, I believe. You don't need to start your own website and learn WordPress and all that stuff. You don't need to do that. Just get a Medium blog. Just Google that and you'll be fine. Or a Zanga. Zanga, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Does Zanga still exist? I, I have even, no idea. Like, there's no way, right? It can't. No. Hold on. Google. <laughs> Zanga. Oh, Zanga. My God. That was like middle Zanga school. Zanga 2.0 is here. Oh, is what it? What does that even mean? Um, I think that was actually right before Pitcherless 3.0. Um, <laughs> that was what we called ourselves before. It. This is not good. There, they got to be. They got to be done. They got to be toast. Yeah. Was that Zynga 2.0 from like 2009 or something? Like I that? don't know. There's no. There's no timestamp. <laughs> there's no timestamp. It doesn't even have like oh, a man. place to access blog. Oh. I don't know what I'm looking at. The, uh, Rest in well, peace, Zynga. Rip. There you go. Uh, the last thing I do want to mention about all this is when it comes to. Like a common thing I see is people trying to incorporate statistics into their paragraphs. And there's an attack of it being like, I'm writing an article to show the statistics. So my writing is only going to be, he did this, he did that, this is this, this is that. And it's just, I don't, no, 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 no. You're writing an article and the stats are not, you know, not the furniture. They're the walls of the house. You know, you don't go into a house and go, wow, these walls, what a place. 
You know, you go to everything else. Like, well, how's the kitchen? Like, how's the living room? What's the bedroom? And all that kind of thing. And that's the actual meat of the article. Yeah, the, you know, I want to talk about this because somehow all of a sudden he's getting extra break on his curveball or whatever. But you have to use words. <laughs> you can't just show the numbers and be like, see, you know, that that's a tweet or something. You can just do that. Like, if you want to write about this stuff, really go in to extrapolate on it. And then the stats are, you can say them in actual words and then just use the stats to support them. It's like, I'm saying this because of that thing. So anyway, let me keep saying this thing. Uh, that, that's an important uh, balance you got to have. Yeah. I mean, numbers tell stories. I mean, that's that's kind of like a, a truism, I guess, mm. or like a cliche or whatever. But like, you know, you can you can use data in any capacity to tell any story that you want. But like... Right, so it's, story. it still has to tell a story. It's not just going to stand alone. I, I think a lot of times, and this is, I'm not like subtweeting. This isn't a tweet. But I'm not like subtweeting anyone specifically. <laughs> this is like a this is a common thing. So it's not like I'm criticizing yeah, sure, anyone sure. particular. But it's like I get lost sometimes when people s- tell me about a change and don't tell me why it's important. Mm. You know, and like I don't need you to do all the research, but someone probably has done it already. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's a reason why getting less vertical movement on a fastball is good, I want to know why. And if it's, if you don't even want to explain it, just at least link me somewhere that will, will tell me why. Um, because I'm, there's a, there's, I guess an element of suspending disbelief. If you're just going to tell me that, like, uh, you know that that this specific change to uh, someone's repertoire or someone's plate discipline is good, and uh, you or I probably know why it's good. You know, but again, this is if I'm writing it for someone who is first being exposed to these kinds of things, it's it's good for them to know, yeah, why these things are important. And even I forget sometimes, like why you, I, it's less about like, it's more like prove it to me like don't don't trust me to just accept that it's the truth prove to me why that getting six more inches of break on that curveball is a good thing for him um because it's not necessarily good for everyone else it's not it's not a it's not a one-size-fits-all shoe it never is and that's i guess like the beautiful thing about baseball is that every every player is different and no situation is ever the same as another like every single Lord, situation is unique so wonderful yeah that's and so, so like sometimes getting more break isn't good sometimes having more vertical break on a fastball is actually better for a pitcher depending on the other specifications of that pitch or other pitches in his profile or in his in his in his repertoire you know it's just like i just but i want you to prove it to me like don't don't just tell me that this is good or bad and just Right. You know, trust that I trust you. I want you to prove it to me, even if I already know that I know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, so and also, just, if you can't prove it, then then that kind of showcases an element of that article. Like, huh, is this actually important? You should be able to question that yourself, you know? I, I think if you don't know, also just say that, too. Like, all the time, I'm like... You know, this one of the things where I I don't want to make it a fantasy again, but you know, I, Jose Altuve was one of my fades going into mm-hmm. 2020, and he had a bad season. Like it was a, it was a good call for my bold predictions to say Jose Altuve would not be a top 20 second baseman. Like that's kind of bold for a guy who was like, yeah, wow, 
universally the fourth Look at second you. baseman off the board or whatever. Yeah, right. So you, and like um, this was. Have you? I'm surprised you can make it here because I mean I would imagine you'd still be uh, on the track of taking your victory lap. <laughs> that was one of those things where I was like, I. This is a prediction that I'm making, but I don't know if this is valid. Like we just don't know a lot about this stuff yet. It was related to my. Um, launch angle tightness stuff and like seeing that Altuve's launch angle tightness had like really loosened I guess as for you know to to, in a word like it just it just it kind of like in 2019 got off track and I was Mm -hmm. like if this is still a thing in 2020 it's bad news for him I think I think and like that's that's something I emphasize like I think this is a thing and I don't know for sure but we're gonna find out and it seems like it is. It seems like it's a thing, but like also acknowledging now that like we don't always have an answer. And so like, you know, six more inches of cur- a break on his curveball. I don't know if it's good, but at least it's different. Like maybe he was bad before that. Maybe this is what he needs to be good. Like, I just want to know, I want to, I want to hear that part of it too. Like if you're unsure, just be honest about that too. I don't want you to uh, make a claim, yeah, <laughs> like so, an outrageous so. claim, but, um, but you know, just, just, just honesty and transparency is really yeah beneficial can't, i can't agree more about that you'll be happier with yourself too then you can just feel like free to say anything because you trust right. that you're gonna be honest about it but also uh, you, then you hedge all your bets too you're like i yeah. wasn't i was not positive well, i say this all the time um pitcher list is not in the business of being right we're in the business of good discussion you know right. and obviously try to be right we're not just gonna throw things around just like whatever i'm gonna say this thing but we're gonna be wrong all the time and the more that you act like, oh, this is 100% right, I feel so strong. It's like, that's like, you're not doing anyone any good. Yeah. Um, and instead, talk about it the right way. Showcase why you're feeling what you are. And if people feel differently, you know, then you have the fun discussion. That's why we do this, because we all love talking about this stuff. So, you know, you want to encourage that conversation. Um, and you do that by good discussion and not being, you know, sticking the wedge in between the two sides. Very Humility is crucial. Oh, my Lord. Whew. I need to be better at it. No. That's the joke. Okay, all right. It's Oh, I mean, ah, sorry. <laughs> that ruined your joke. <laughs> oh, man. But I, so just to get the distinction here, because you were saying, hey, um, don't tell me that he changed unless you can prove that it means something. Uh, I think what you're getting at is um, it's okay to have articles about, like, hey, he, he is changing. Just don't be so firm about what it means unless you have a way to prove that it does mean a good or bad thing. Um, if it, if you don't know, if you're just noticing like, oh, man, he's throwing at a lower arm angle now. That's interesting. You can put out that article and be like, I don't know if this is going to change anything, but hey, this is kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's that's important. Have that attitude. Have that um, voice inside of it of just either where are we on this is it just excitement is it confusion is it a shrug whatever it is explain that and yeah don't just be so definitive about what it means unless you can prove it yeah yeah i know i think i i I feel like i presented contradictory uh pieces of advice right like tell me that you know but also don't tell me that you don't know (laughs) Um, no yeah and it's just it's truly just honesty and transparency and and what we know and don't know it's that's just the big thing is like yeah, if you know that the if you know that thing's good for him, tell me that it's good. And if you don't know, then let's 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 approach this with wonder together and monitor the situation, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 truly just a a humility thing. And I think like you know, not not ever thinking that you you know everything. And we're always learning new things. And 
I think people uh, come to me a lot thinking I know answers to questions and I'm like, I don't know. You know, like I know as much as I have researched, but there's always things that are being discovered and, and learned. And, and I, right. and I'm always missing things too. Like there's always, there's so much content that I can't possibly oh my read it all. So I, I just, I try to never present myself as any kind of like definitive expert. I only know definitively what I've researched myself and, you know, kind of peripherally what I've read from other people. And still, every time I read other people's work, I'm like, I want to, I still want to validate that. Like I want to do it myself just to see if I can get those same results kind of thing. Like I'm just very, I'm like constantly so skeptical. Not everyone's like me. Not everyone's going to be skeptical and annoying. Um, (laughs) But you know, there are people like me, but I think it's, everyone should be. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone should be annoying and skeptical (laughs) like me. Um, No, but like, you know, the skepticism is healthy too. Like just never, you know, it's, it's always, it's always a cautious optimism. When, when, when a player is when a player is changing and you're seeing different results and uh, you know just uh, the, the, the it's a long that, season. Yeah, Let's well, that's that the, thing. the question. Like, I think the last three years, the one that I've I've had to teach myself the most um, is he's doing this now, but is he going to do it tomorrow? And I mean, that's like, trust me, I I am like the the. Um, I don't know, the king of hype town often when it comes to certain things. Cause I, I, my favorite thing, and you might believe, I think you feel the same way. I mean, especially after reading the Mike Talkman article. Oh my God. The greatest thing you've ever done, of course. And I think you'll appreciate that too. Now, um, <laughs> obviously not, but still it's, uh, it's the fact that you see these guys that are not understood as great players or even like average players. And you see the thing that could work out for them. And then they actually become names. You know, they actually <clears throat> succeed and they have the journey that you're all excited about. That's the most fun for me. It's not the best players still performing at the best level. It's the ones that aren't the best performing at the best level. And eventually they are then part of the best. And so I, I start seeing the thing. I'm like, he's doing the thing and it's yeah. working. That's, you know, I can't help but exhaust that, right? Let it out. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, I mean, so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite too. I, I absolutely. I I think um, you know. I this is not to like disparage the the pot, the prospect community, but like there's you know everyone gets excited about the best prospects and and they get excited when those prospects hit and being right about that. And there's other people who uh, kind of like get excited about um, like either players who are close to elite becoming elite, like taking the next next step or players who are like, have been on the threshold for a while who maybe had pedigree, Kevin Gossman, something like yeah, that. Right, um, right. And, and, and like finally taking the next step, Dylan Bundy, taking the next step, getting out of, Ooh. getting out of Baltimore, throwing a curveball, um, you know, get it, get, taking the next step kind of thing. Like those, those are, those are interesting stories to me, but like the most interesting ones are the Mike Talkman's and oh, yeah. Jose, Jose Ramirez, pre breakout, Jeff McNeil, mm. Jake Cronenworth, like all these guys that I I love and have hyped up. Um, who else is one more recent Josh one? Josh Rojas this year, Randy Dobnak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like these are the guys that are like that's so much fun to me is like finding someone who maybe floundered, you know, for yeah. years. Uh, you know, it was maybe 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 was you know the best player that anyone had ever seen when they were growing up, kind of thing. Like basically every professional baseball player was yeah. the best person that anyone had ever seen in their hometown. 
you know, like no matter, no matter what became of their career, like that was probably the best, per- unless you live in like Florida or California or, <laughs> or, or, or like Texas or something. Like if you yeah, were, sure. if, if someone got drafted out of like South Carolina, you're like, wow, that guy was, and he only made it to double. You're like, still like that, that kid would hit 700 in his senior year in high school with eight, 18 right, home right. runs. Like everyone anyway. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they get into the majors and they're not the majors, but the professional leagues and they, they sputter. Um, but then you finally see them kind of pull it together and no one's paying attention except for perhaps you and you just get excited about it and you want to tell people about it. Or you, you see something that changed like Trent Grisham changing his, his bat grip. And then suddenly like it all clicks, you know, it clicks in 2019. He rakes in 2020. People are still skeptical in 2021, but it's like that you know, the groundwork was already laid the previous year yeah. when he, when he changed his grip. So like, I'm still, I'm still sold on that. You're looking for these kind of like, as you said, these tangible changes that were made that aren't just like this fluky small sample thing. Like you're, 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 it's, it's a, it's a qualitative and quantitative process of like validating the quantitative changes with like qualitative observations of like, yeah, he changed his arm slot. Yeah. He added a cutter. Yeah. He, yep. It's getting uh, an extra he, tick of velocity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Shorter he he circles, he's standing four inches farther back in the box. Like anything that like yeah. may change some yeah, stand, four inches to the right on the rubber. Like anything, anything can be something that gives us like a breadcrumb to 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 validating these like breakout performances. But a lot of the times, like if you just look hard enough, you can find them too. And it's a lot of fun when they like hit. You know, like, because oh, it feels like no best. one's paying attention except for you. Um, but, so, uh, but it goes back to like, yeah, that's the hardest thing is they're doing it right now. Can they keep tomorrow? Doing it? It's, it's, uh, and it's made me, I've had to be more conservative on the list and stuff because of this. I get, I say, like, look, he did it. And I know that it works when it happens, but it's a very long season. And look, we can see Tyler Chatwood getting 11 strikeouts because finally he has a cutter and he can throw strikes now and get them constantly and it's incredibly exciting i mean look yesterday even against uh, the yankees he came in relief and was filthy with an 89 mile per hour cutter but then he got gets hurt or the next start he isn't able to do it again and i'm just like i shouldn't have put you in the late 50s on the list you know yeah. why was i thinking how how stupid could i be you know uh, it's those things. It's just, oh, we don't know if it's going to happen again tomorrow. Like even glass now, right now, just threw a slider in the zone a ton. Yeah. Got I know. That's strikes. how I feel. That's how I feel. It's like tomorrow, you know, next time it's going to be, he's right. going to just be all over the place. I just oh, know it. Man. Like I just, I just have that, that sinking feeling, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, uh, what was I, what was I going to say? It's yeah. The ebb and flow. It's the ebb and flow. And, right. uh, and it's like, that's why I, I hated doing rankings. That's why I all the power to you, but it's like, it's, it can be so, uh, it can be so short term focused and people are like, yeah, he, and and it's also like a matter of like, what are you balancing in your rankings? It's like, am I, how much am I valuing what he's done recently with what he'll do going forward? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, do you want your ranking to be a power ranking of what's happened? Or do you want it to be a ranking of how you think everyone's going to be, going forward and and i think there's a lot of like reaction to what has already happened and when those samples are small it's it can oh be God. real it's ugly so in those hard. lists it's so terrible i'll oh never do a list ever again you'll I, never I find think, me doing a list <laughs> i think every single year i get at least five if not ten 
comments in the first two months that are different people complaining about how much I changed the list in this season. And they're like, this should be a list that like, how could you, you know, you're saying this in the preseason, all of a sudden, like three weeks later, you change the rankings. How could you do that? It's for six months and you've already changed it three weeks in. Uh, and it's, you know, I understand that, that, that thought process, but I mean, there's two parts of it. One is things change very quickly. Um, new things come to light. They're performing in a different way. They're adding things, all those changes that we talked about. But it's also like how I structure my list is not, you know, I put out this giant ultimate, I called the ultimate fantasy baseball guide for 2021, you know, and I spent half of it essentially saying one point that this is not a best ball league. You are not making a draft, like having a draft and then not touching it the rest of the year. Can we stop ignoring the fact that what we always say is the league is one on the wire, not in your draft. And then why are we acting like it's just the draft? Right. You know? So I, I structured the list. Like the first 40 guys are like, Hey, I'm essentially holding them the rest of the year. So this is a best of all ranking for that. But then after it, it's like, well, I'm not expecting to roster these guys through the year. So yeah, that's going to be super short term related about like right now and who I'm you know, who's flowing this way and that way and all that kind of stuff. So it's not easy, but it honestly, it's like I do the roundup, you know, every single day. And that itself, I have an internal list in my head anyway. So it was, it's actually somewhat easy doing the list. I just reread my roundups essentially. And I mean, literally I live stream it now, Alex, like 12 to two Mondays. I'm there. I am doing the list. And people see, I just reread the roundups, type out notes, and then, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a process. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I'm never going to be right. <laughs> Godspeed. But Godspeed to you. <laughs> every time I feel like I am so right, though. You know, at the end, I'm like, this is exactly it. I've Have you ever it. gone back and, like, like compared your list week over oh. week? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. It would make my stomach hurt if I had to do that. I'd be like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> Fast did a really good segment in like a COVID times, and it still is. But like you know, like in April last year, he called "What year is it?" Uh, where he would actually read off three names and where they ranked, and I had to guess what month and year the list came out. Oh wow, that's good. I like that. But your own super list, super fun. Yeah, yeah. The list oh I put out. Oh my god. I, wow. I was I was surprisingly decent at it. Yeah. You know what are some names? I want to hear some names that Taylor he's Youngman. Up. Oh, oh J-U-N-G. Um, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. Mm, I don't even know what year that would have been, let alone month. I think it was like August 2015. Okay. Yeah, that's – yeah, okay. Because okay. like he came up in the second half. I remember it was like midseason, and I was kind of excited by his like super – I was more into ground balls and sinkers then. <laughs> what a time <laughs> that was, Alex. <laughs> hey, ground balls are still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as they have whiffs too. If you, if you have whiffs and ground balls, then I'm okay. If it's just ground balls and it's like, well, you're just going to have a high whip and this isn't good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Alex is right now lifting his cat. Oh, are we not going to be on camera for this? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> sorry, I should have told you that part. Sorry, oh, Lennon, oh, you're I'll, not going to be a celebrity. You know what? I'll put up that exact part onto Twitter. Um <laughs> But uh, a couple other things I wanted to talk about. You actually hinted at it before. Um, you, first of all, congratulations again. You have a seventh, seven-month-old daughter. 
you know, you are a girl dad. I, I wonder if you have the shirt. If you don't, you should. Um, someone sent Alex Chamberlain a girl dad shirt. Thanks a lot. Um, you can find him on Twitter, of course, at Dolph Lundgren. Holt Dolph Holt Hagen. Holt Hagen. Yeah, I, I'm, I was right there. I <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's the actual runner. actor. It's uh, Oh, yeah, right. That's why I'm... Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. But this is from Homestar Runner. Yes. Um, and yeah. you've just decided never to change it. And uh, power to yeah, you, man. Never will. Never will. No, nope, never will. <laughs> but uh, but you hinted before that you don't listen to music now. You can, in like seven months, it's like that, that iHome just isn't being touched. Uh, what do you normally listen to? <laughs> um, what uh, people would characterize it as bad, probably. Okay. Um, I listen to like... Um, I guess from a genre perspective, it's called typically called like melodic hardcore <laughs> or hardcore. Oh, really? Like who? Yeah. Like, uh, who are you into? Uh, I've been listening. I mean, my probably one of my favorite bands of all time is Every Time I Die. Sure. Um, yeah. Alex uh, Fast is in Every Time Na- I Die. Nathan fan. Buckley. Uh, Jordan Buckley, Jeff or Keith Buckley, the Buckley Keith brothers. Buckley. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Keith Buckley. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love every time I die. I a lot of the bands I I mean I, I I'm kind of like I was a you'd call it like a pop punk kid growing mm-hmm. up, but I never liked pop punk and I also never liked <laughs> hardcore and melodic hardcore is like in this in the spectrum between pop punk and hardcore. It's like right in the middle, okay. which is just like not too heavy and and brash and also just not too poppy. Um and there's any number of bands that quickly fizzle out in that genre because it's not that popular i guess but um i also listen to like some um prog stuff and uh i've been trying to get more into like post rock which is like oh yeah i mean i guess you know but if someone who doesn't know it's like more like uh, i wouldn't call it ambient yeah explosions in the sky so like not as much ambient as it just is like soaring instrumental right uh and, and some some vocals but frequently no no vocals and and just kind of like exploring that a little more because I, I love it's it it's a um, like um think of it like a tension soundscape like a, it's uh yeah and, uh post post rock's pretty cool there's some there's pelican who's in there too mm-hmm. who, yeah. who i dig uh i'm i i'm into progressive metal man so and i oh, i okay. actually don't like these like night verses or something who Never mind. Would you say night versus be- night versus is verse? like a, a pro- night versus. I, they're like a prog metal band. I feel like I just listened to them like last week. Yeah, they um, don't. I don't think they have any vocals, but it's just like, um, hmm. it's like it's yeah, it's 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 prog metal. It's what you described. I don't really yeah. listen to them, but I just I just know. So okay, um, do you know Strapping Young Lad? I don't. Ah, uh, okay. Devin Townsend, he's my boy. I've mentioned him millions of times, but oh. he's, he's my hero. Um, but, uh, he's like progressive metal essentially. Okay. And is the man had a, had like a more of a, I want to say like a thrash metal band, uh, it's dropping online. That was popular in the nineties. Anyway, oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, before you had a child, did you listen like while working though? Yeah. Like, listen, all the time. I, I always had music playing. Yeah. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, uh, ever since I was a kid, like just, you know, in school doing homework, listening to music, I just, I, um, when I was young and not always sore, I was going to shows like once a week, um, oh, man. You know, like hardcore shows or whatever. Um, and not even just hardcore shows like, like pop punk or, or rock or, or indie or show, you know, and, and, and 
and Southern California is a, such a, a hotbed for that. I mean, Definitely, we have yeah. so many, so many venues, so many people are always coming through LA and Orange County and even San Diego. And I would, I would go to some tours. I'd go to the Los Angeles, Orange County and San Diego date, you know, all in one weekend kind of thing. So like I've been to hundreds of, of concerts and music was always a big part of my life and it still is, but I only listen to it now when I'm like, taking the stroller around the block kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Jill probably doesn't want me to be playing every time I die <laughs> while, yeah, that's, while that's... Remy's brain is developing. Not that I, I mean, I think she's, I mean, be, I think that's fine. I I'll say this. Don't let anyone tell you that you listen to bad music. Um, <clears> I think it's awesome. That, I think it's yeah, the think best, it's but everyone else you, is like, you know, if how you introduced it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But like, you know, when it's the, the kind of, I don't, I can't even keep track of what music is coming out these days. Like I, mm. and it, it all, and it's so it's, it's, um, you know, it's ironic because people would listen to what I say, or listen to, listen to what I listen to and say, it all sounds the same, but I, I listen to stuff now and it all sounds the same. Like yeah, the, exactly. Right. The, this kind of like this, this cross between like electronic, uh, and and pop music that has all the same like post chorus drops that are like mm-hmm. bouncy like electronic buzzy beats and then like auto tuned vocals over these like kind of like four chord choruses like I you know I can be critical of music too don't don't come at me <laughs> but um you know I think this I, I I will not be humble and say that I think the stuff that I listen to is more dynamic than you know popular music but that's just you know my my, well, that's, my that's what I'm trying opinion. to get at, though. Is well, I agree with you, though. I but why we like the music we do is a very um, well. We don't have a lot of understanding for it. Um, I've thought about that so many times. Yeah, <laughs> why I it, like it, I have no idea. It's just a product of. I mean, my under, my guess or <laughs> is just that whatever you were exposed to at certain points um, is what you just kind of latch onto, but. I mean, look, I guess what I'm getting at is don't let anyone tell you that your taste is bad because what, like, how are you going to define like how you have your taste? You know, that's yours and that's cool. Oh yeah. No, Um, I mean, it's, it's tongue in cheek. I mean, I, I love, I, I, I think the music I listen to is good. I just know that like, you know, I, you can't make a lot of friends in high school trying to expose them to every time I die. So it just, it gets written (laughs) off as, as, as bad, but I had a, you know, we had a strong group of friends in high school and we'd always go to like warp tour and, and all the local shows. And, um, we go, you know, see, uh, uh, you know, a day to remember and Alexis on fire and all these, all these bands that are now famous or, or otherwise defunct. And, um, it was a lot of fun and it still is fun. Um, but I, I don't, I, I used to, constantly seek out new music and i don't do that anymore i probably haven't found in quotes a new band in like half a decade you know so that that part of my life is over i just i i'm still listening to all the stuff that i listened to in high school kind of thing i'm like very stuck in the past in that regard yeah sure sure um well when it comes to like working with music i generally find myself too distracted um except for like one song um and that's africa by toto Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even joking. I uh, this is the funniest thing to me is uh, so like I, I've made it known before that when I do the SP roundup, I just put on Toto. That's like what I do. It's just on repeat. That and sounds it, like a joke. That doesn't no, sound real. No, I'm not, it's just a vibe. It's just a feeling. I don't even like listen to it. I'm not singing along to it. It's ba, just ba, there. Ba, 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 ba. It's just <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> 
So here's the thing. So I uh, so if you guys didn't know, um, this year we actually have four developers, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and you know, they're, so we were adding all these new things. We have the new player pages on the site, and, all, and we have these extra additions and all this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, so I have someone now dedicated to just the back end of WordPress, uh, Brett Goldhammer. And we uh, finally have like this the dream set up for me to do the roundup because you got to keep in mind like to do the roundup I have all these little things like I get the stat lines and then I have to get them onto the 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 page in the back end and then I have to take that and then send it off to our player pages and what I write and there's a little bit of a you know complex thing we have Brett made it it's fantastic used it for the first roundup last night it was amazing but here's the thing when <laughs> so it's a button inside of WordPress I press it goes at SP Roundup. I select the guys I want. And then I said add players and I'd already been playing Toto in the background already. But all of a sudden I hear it doubled up. I'm like, what's going on? And then I see my browser is playing. And I kid you not, Brett made it so when I add pictures, it plays Africa by Toto. <laughs> inside of WordPress. Wow. Give that man a raise. Thing ever. <laughs> <I'm>, I, <laughs> I am so happy right now, Alex. <laughs> That's insane. That oh still God. doesn't sound real. I can't believe that's real. I I can't. Um, <laughs> I I definitely can't listen to new music when I write. It's always old music stuff oh, that yeah. like stuff that's like so uh, so ingrained in my mind yeah. and like it's so predictable because I've heard it so many times that it doesn't distract me. But I do. Like I said earlier, it's like if you're in a rut, if the words aren't coming, anything can distract you, and music is definitely yeah, right, not going right, to help right, you right. get past that roadblock. <laughs> Um, I definitely have more than one song that I listen to, though. That's that's okay, absolutely yeah, that's, wild. That's true. Yeah, it's just it's just the one now, and now like I've. Do you put myself. it on repeat? Oh yeah. What? That's yeah. insane. It, there used to be a like a there's a YouTube um, video that's like, like ten hours Toto. of Toto. But it, the thing is, it was only like fifty four minutes back in the day. Like when was... And like when it finished, I was like, uh oh. I haven't finished the roundup yet. Like, right. you got it, Nick. Let's go. We got yeah. to do this. <laughs> oh wow, man, that's. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm seeing you in a new light now. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just an element. It's just another thing. It's such. We a all have the pro- we all have our processes. Vibe. Yeah, but it's only for the roundup. I can't do it for like, you know, oh doing God. anything else on it. I can't. I can't write with that. It's got to be the roundup only. That's why I have all the bad jokes. I'm just in that vibe. You know? That's insane. That's this is, I can't get over how insane this is. <laughs> um, all right. So, 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 Alex, you're you're writing at Rotograph slash Fangraphs. I should really just say Fangraphs because you've been featured on the main uh, site as well. Um, you have this job that is the perfect merge of your major and minor from college of yeah. economics and environmental studies, I should say. And but you also give lessons. Don't you? Of of what is it? Axe throwing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I do axe throw. I uh, battle axe lessons at the rec okay. center. How did that happen? That's that's a joke, right? You know, that's a joke. That's um, that's a that's from Homestar Runner too. That's um, so that's that's the whole thing. That's the um, that's Dolph Haldhagen. So like the the mm. the whole bit from Homestar Runner is that he he. Uh, strong bad he strong bad yeah. reads emails on mondays mm-hmm. and one of the emails was like what do you do on all the other days of the week uh and so he has this like whole thing where he goes like on tuesdays i do this wednesdays i do this and uh i think it was like on friday oh saturdays he's like on saturdays i don't have swim practice 
I definitely do not get into a speedo and go to swim practice. Obviously, covering for the fact that he goes to swim practice. Right. He says instead, I do battle axe lessons at the rec center with my instructor, Dolph Haldhagen. Um, so that's the whole bit from Homestar Runner is that my my username obviously on Twitter is Dolph Haldhagen. And then I just took the one, literally this character only shows up in this one part of one thing for like three seconds. And his only thing that he does is he teaches battle axe lessons at the rec center. <laughs> so Alex, from the start, no that was idea. always in my bio, in my, bio I, my bio on Twitter was just, that line was always there because it was related to the handle. and I just never oh deleted God. it. So Alex. I don't actually do that. I'm sorry. So, so, so I'm in Brooklyn where there's like, you know, kick axe, yeah, like yeah, they have, like, actual things you go and, like, yeah. throw them at a target or whatever. And, like, I saw this on Twitter that you're doing, like, axe throwing and stuff. I'm I was sorry. like, oh, I could totally see, like, Alex Chamberlain gave her so often. <sighs> like, yeah, yeah, I just help out with it. You know, a friend did it. Like, sure, I just wanted to do it. I'm absolutely not I that cool. I had no cool. idea. You should not apologize whatsoever. No, I should I mean, it sounds like a cool thing, though. You just, like, it's crazy that all the things you can do. Is you, go to, you go to a place, you throw battle axes, you... Like they you like drink beer and like sit around and, like watch people I throw axes, right? Oh yeah, we were gonna go like think last summer or something like that, but you know there's this thing called COVID and mm, never heard of it. Things. Haven't thought yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, so the reason I'm bringing it up though, so like you have these two things that you're juggling, um, and you have a kid now. Essentially, for you, like what. Is this for you the end game? Is this is there something more that you want to achieve to? Is it like I, I'm kind of curious where your mind is of, uh, yeah, what you want to do? Very existential. Mm. Um, I've thought about it too. I, I honestly was like I could stop writing and just be satisfied. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I've 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 accomplished enough, and I was never out to ever accomplish anything. I mean, I don't know why I was writing in the first place. I mean, truly, I I applied to Fangraphs because I just wanted a job out of grad mm-hmm. school and I didn't get it and I started writing fantasy and that was cool too especially because I was like broke so just getting paid even a nominal amount for a post was was oh, kind of right. nice but uh, yeah now it's just like like I said it's a quality over quantity thing it's just kind of whenever the inspiration comes if I never write again I never write again although I probably do people favors by getting off Twitter at that point because I'm just a dead weight um, absolutely but, uh, not no, <laughs> no. Um, I, I think it'd be really cool to obviously like i think for all of us like working for a team would be really cool right like we all we all get into this if not you know i i don't i don't think that anyone has any serious expectation that they end up working for a team but i feel like we all have that dream in some capacity right like that we would end up in like a front office or or on the the player development side even you know it, it, whether that's still that, whether that dream is still alive or not maybe not for you because you're you have a, a very specific like kind of thing that you've carved out here but like for everyone else it's like you know at one point or another you're like man that would be so cool to to be in player development or to be in a front office and that would be cool too i think um i, I know I what they pay part, yeah, well, that's like the part of the well right part of the the reason i'm less interested than i was before is the pay. you know I, i've heard a lot of stories about just like what not necessarily just the pay which isn't great but it's also kind of the experience of it isn't <clears throat> Yeah, we fantasize about it. Yeah, we have this like nice, wonderful, uh, you know. Oh yes, welcome front office. You know, must be fantastic. All you get to do is just say these players are gonna be great and help them, and they improve. It's just there. There's a lot of, I don't know. I can see like sucking the fun out of baseball. 
Um, I imagine it's a lot like interning in Hollywood or something, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's probably a very similar, I mean, not even probably, it definitely is a similar market of like, everyone wants to do it. So they can suppress wages by, and now we're getting into like me getting oh, on a yeah. soapbox, but they, everyone wants to do it. So there's like huge, it's a buyer's market. They can suppress wages by just offering internships. Um, it's a very like homogenized, um, like workforce. It's, it's not reflective at all of like the amount of money that's in the industry, which is same of same as Hollywood, like kids out of college interning because they want to say that they were in Hollywood, you know, the same way that like we will take, people will take an internship for one season with the tigers and say, yeah, I worked in baseball, but it's like, it's just not feasible for most of us. You know, like if my, my current private sector job, pays more than one of the most lucrative industries in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's something right. fundamentally broken there. And like, I, it came to a point like where now that I have a family <laughs> and everything, um, you know, I, I can't like, it's, it's definitely more about not sacrificing those, those principles just so I can have an outcome for my yeah. resume. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, like I, you know, unless, Unless something like, unless there's some kind of like paradigm shift in the industry, it doesn't sound like I would ever be on a team either. And people say tons of nice things to me and I don't deserve them, but they're just like, you know, I can't believe you're not working for a team. And it's like, even if people did approach me, which they don't, um, I don't think I could accept the job because it like, it just is, is like the anxiety not the feasible. Pressure. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I don't think it's a, not an anxiety or pressure thing. It's just like, I, I, I couldn't make ends meet unless yeah, I moved right, to like, right. I don't know, Montana or something and, and, and could live off of an intern salary. You know, I, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to like this. Maybe this is, this is sounding like increasingly classist. Like I, we, we all have struggled at, at one point or to make ends meet. I guess the point is like, I don't want to continue to have to do that just oh, no, to say that I worked in baseball, you know? Yeah. And well, I don't want other people to have to do that reasonable. too. That's the, that's the really stupid part yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. No, that's not a stupid thing at all. It's a very reasonable thing. Like, Hey, no, I have a family to provide for. And that, yeah, that attachment to the game isn't worth, you know, <laughs> failing to they exploit us. The question, they exploit our love for baseball. Right. <laughs> hey no all right I'll, I'll leave that in i guess um, is that a bleeper i thought that was gonna no, be more acceptable i whispered that's it fine. Yeah. <laughs> um but i yeah all right um i mean when it comes to like working for a team i remember talking to uh um a scout for yeah, the padres and he you know going back we were talking about like a picture we saw in the afl game yeah for first pitch arizona when you know we did those things <laughs> And I, and he was like, oh yeah, so you want to like, you want to be like a scout? You want to like go work for a team or something? I was like, no man, I don't, I don't know. To me, the, the fun of this is just like, this is baseball. We get to talk about baseball and meet all, like I get to work with so many incredible people and do things like this where, you know, I get to just like hang out and talk really cool stuff with, with Chamberlain who knows what he's talking about. Right. And don't you dare let anyone tell you otherwise, Alex, stop being so self-deprecating. That's uh, my brand. It's my brand. Yeah. yeah like, it's, mm, I agree though. It's be. like, it's like, a, it's like an, un, it's like an unsullied. It's a truly like a, like an innocence is bliss kind of thing. You know, right. like you know, it's like I, a pure, we're, we're all still approaching it from like a very pure place, even exactly. though I, 
am so jaded, but like, it's, at the, but I, I don't want to be more jaded than I already am, you know? It will also get, we get to be as honest as we want to be. We get to do the things that you want to do and, right. uh, and not feel yeah, kind of chained to that industry in a way that just is, is preventing us from having the pure joy that we want to have in it. So yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not really something I want to do. Yeah, uh, we're actively like blacklisting ourselves. Like some yeah. some like front office guys gonna come listen to this and are like, all right, we we're gonna offer <laughs> both of them jobs, but not even no, I'm just no. Um no, right. yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um but yeah, hey, and I like I like this. this. Yeah. It's very low pressure too. Um, no, no, I don't want to say it's low pressure because I think what you do is probably very high pressure, but at the same time, like nothing none of this is gonna like material materially change our lives. This is all just for fun and like all right. you know, I... we're just it is a hobby. I, I, I you said say, it, you said it's not say, a hobby, but it's a hobby. I would say it's low pressure because, again, if you take the approach of it not being like, I have to be right. Right, right. You know, I want to talk about it. I want to have discussion. Yeah. If you believe in your, you know, in your ability or your voice or whatever you want to call it, I uh, just then, you know, that, that makes things so much easier. It's like they build on top of each other. That's why right. the phrase fake it till you make it exists. Um, or just so. fake it till you keep faking it yeah just 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 keep faking it forever until that's all you have left right now god that sounds so horrible uh fake it until you're only a plastic shell fake it until you're dead yeah yeah anyway that's not how i want to end this podcast uh (laughs) god i'm so good at ruining things oh man all right last question i have why are you in hawaii alex my wife my wife um she's born and raised here so oh wow she came to Southern California. We met in college, so she, she went to uh, college in Southern California. We both moved to Oregon, where we both went to grad school, and then she's a doctor. <laughs> so now that so she uh, she did her, like, postdoctorate placement or whatever. St- There's so many different, like, steps after you graduate. But, like, right, she did yeah. all that here in, in Hawaii. So, um, and we're staying here, I, I you know. I, forever presumably um <laughs> so yeah so i'm i'm a i'm an honorary hawaiian now i'm a howley well, as, they, as they say well, then i'm so touched that you make it to the tat wars in your city and god it's gonna be hard trips. it's gonna be hard now going forward though we'll see i mean i god we love we love new york so um which is crazy because i thought that i would never like new york but i do really like new york i think i just like eating food i like eating what food. who does that <laughs> God, so much good food in New York. I, yeah. I, uh, anyway. Well, um, I mean, but yeah, like you said, like you said about California, everything also comes through here. I, uh, and that's that's one of the main things about yeah. it. It's just so good. Yeah. It's just everything is eventually here. here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, eleven hour flight with a with a toddler is going to be tough. But I, you know, <laughs> we're going to try to make it happen. I think if it happens next year, um, oh, you know, in, in March, that'd be awesome. And then also. Hopefully, first pitch Arizona. I, I, I don't think we're ever going to go to Florida. I think that's just too much happening. Oh, yeah. Especially because Florida is like the week before New York, I think. Yeah. Just consistently. Yeah, it's much, it's yeah. much easier for me. That's the one trip, you know, yeah. two different ones. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Arizona, November, and hope. I mean, yeah. I mean, as long as people are th- thinking about getting vaccinated and not, not thinking about it, JD oh Davis. Yeah. Yeah, there hopefully was, we're what hopefully was it, Eric we're Sogard too. I think it was his wife. Um, yeah. It's just come on, please. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, hopefully we're hopefully things are more normal in November, and then all, obviously in next March too. That'd be awesome. Uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. But uh, but Alex, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, give me a uh, go give yeah give everybody a, a, a Twitter handle that I will not butcher. Yeah, uh, where they can go follow you. 
Yeah, it's Dolph Haldhagen. Um, normally, I don't spell it out. Normally, I say you got to earn it to find me. <laughs> um, but it's it's D O L P H. It's like dolphin, but not mm. no in. Yeah. Uh, and then Haldhagen is H A U L D H A G E N. And then I also made a Twitter for the pitch leaderboard just so I wouldn't be bombarding people with news about that in case I updated it. So that's pitch underscore leader B R D. I think I don't post there very often, but I'm just because I'm not updating the pitch leaderboard very often, but that links you to my pitch leaderboard thing that I've created. That's a thing. So, you know, we didn't talk about that much here, but that's a thing that I've done. I meant to, and I, I I kind of, no, it's fine. It's not fantasy. We're not talking about fantasy. Yeah, there it is. Um, but I, you should actually have a side product. That's the pitch leader bread. Um, it's BRD. There you go. Yeah. Mm, maybe the beard too i don't know just um, don't let me continue and do a bard next i'm just gonna stop leader but, brad uh, <laughs> that pitch leaderboard is amazing if you haven't checked that out it's it's incredible uh what you've done with that uh and yeah all right guys you should be following alex alex thank you so much for being a part of this this is another episode of nick pollock and friends and i'll talk to you guys next week <laughs>